Okay, it's day 20, the 20 of the league, December 2023 challenge. Day 20, meaning that we have just four more days to go. And as I've always been saying of recent, I hope it has been a blessing to you, as it has been to many of us. Thank you for joining us. If you have missed any of the episodes, go back to our homepage and find the link to the day or the days that you missed. Thank you also very much. And we have again reading for us tonight. From the New King James Version, says, Thank you very much and God bless you. Okay, please say a word of prayer as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great opportunity. Thank we you, have come to the 20th um, chapter. Father, Lord God, it is only by your grace. Oh, yes. Father, we thank you for using us as tools to, 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 to understand your word. Father, Lord, you, Lord God, grant us insight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for the season. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay, please open your Bible and join us. Luke chapter 20 from the New King James Version. After this, we listen to a short exposition on Luke 20. Okay, over to you now. Luke 20. Jesus' authority questioned. Now, it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who give you this authority? For he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then do you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. The parable of the wicked vine dressers, verse 9. Then he began to tell the people the, this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country for a long time. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent another servant and they beat him also, treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent a third and they wounded him also and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, certainly not. Then he looked at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priest and the scribes that very are sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people for they knew he had spoken the parable against them. The Pharisees, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? Verse 20. 
So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription does it have? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But he could not catch him in his words in the presence of the people, and they marveled at, at his answer and kept silent. The Sadducees, what about the resurrection? Verse 27. Then some of the Sadducees, who denied that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife and he dies without children, his brother shall take his wife and raise up offsprings, offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her, a wife, and he died childless. Then the third took her and in like manner, the seven also. And they left no children and died. Last of all, the women died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Nor can they die anymore, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that, they did not question anymore, him anymore. Jesus how can David call his descendant Lord? Verse 41. And he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is the son of David? Now, David himself said in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, David calls him Lord. How is he then his son? The scribes. Verse 45. Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogue, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. This will receive greater condemnation. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. And yes, thank you very much for staying with us tonight for day 20 of Luke December 2023 challenge. And you have just listened to the reading of Luke chapter 20. Now let's turn to this chapter and 
ask the Lord to show us treasures in this chapter, chapter 20. I will say to you that the accounts in Luke chapter 20, they reveal to us the different heart conditions with which many come to Jesus Christ, the different heart conditions with which many engage with the gospel of Christ. In this chapter, we are reminded that the condition of the heart of a person who comes to Jesus with a question matters. The condition of the heart of a person who comes to Jesus with a request matters. The condition of the heart of a person who would profit from hearing the word of God matters. The condition of the heart matters. In Luke 18:17, Jesus tells of the necessity to have the heart of a child in order to enter the kingdom. The child who believes and does not doubt, the child who says exactly what he means and wants and is not duplicitous. In Psalm 18, 25 and 26, we read that with the merciful, thou will show yourself merciful. With an upright man, thou will show yourself upright. With the pure, thou will show yourself pure. And with the forward, thou will show yourself forward. In the New King James Version, it says, with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. And in the American Standard Version, it says, with the perverse, you will show yourself forward. What does it mean to be forward? Who is a forward person? Someone who is difficult to deal with. Someone who is difficult to deal with. So what Psalm 18, 35 and 36, what those verses are saying is this, that God will show himself, will present himself as a difficult person to deal with if you approach him with a perverse mind and without pure intentions. But we know so well that God is not a difficult person to deal with. Jesus was not difficult to deal with. Remember how he dealt with Zacchaeus? Was that the character of a difficult person? Remember how he dealt with that woman with the alabaster box? Was that the character of somebody difficult to deal with? Remember how, how he dealt with the man with the woman caught in adultery? So why did he prove difficult to deal with when those chief priests and Pharisees went up to him in Luke 20? It was the condition of their hearts. So, in the first account in Luke 20, we read of those who came to Jesus with hostile intentions. In fact, the New King James Version says they confronted him. They confronted him with a question. They confronted him while he was in the crowd, saying, By what authority do you do these things? They were hostile, meaning they went up to him with the intention to cause offense, not to receive an answer. They were also incorrigible. They would not be convinced, no matter the evidence. They said to him, by what authority do you do this thing? Which things? The things of God that they had seen him do? The exposition of the, of, the, of the scriptures? The healing of the sick? The raising of the dead? And you see, all around us, we see people who raise questions about the Bible and the claims of Christ. And they look all around them and ask with hostility, how can this be? How can there be God when there is so much wickedness? How can there be God when there is so much evil in the, in the world? How can God be in control? How can this be? How can that be? And you see, if you are in their number, remember this from Luke 8. To those who come to Jesus with the right heart condition, see to them, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom will be given. But to others... Those who come with hostile intentions, those who are incorrigible, those who would not be convinced, no matter the evidence. Remember from Luke 8, what our Lord said. Those saying, they will not see, and though hearing, they will not understand. 
And so Jesus was difficult with those scribes and priests. He asked them a question he knew they would not be prepared to answer. And so he used their refusal to answer his question as the justification for his own refusal to answer theirs. When John sent his disciples, remember when John sent his disciples to ask Jesus a similar question, a similar question, was Jesus difficult in his response? No, he wasn't. He answered John's disciples. He answered them lovingly. He answered them plainly. In Luke 7, 2, Jesus said to them, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So the question is, what disposition do you want Jesus to have towards you? What disposition do you want God to have towards you? Remember, again, Psalm 18, 25 and 26, With the merciful, he will show himself merciful. With a blameless man, he will show himself blameless. With the pure, he will show himself pure. But with the devious, the perverse, and the forward, he will show himself forward. He will show himself difficult. I pray that the Lord will not deal with him that manner, and that the Holy Spirit will correct you when your heart condition is not right with God. And next, we come to the parable of the wicked husband men. And of course, that parable is a warning that those who reject the Son of God will face judgment and their places will be given to others in the kingdom of God. You see, when Jesus got to that point in the parable, they said to him, God forbid. In another version, they said to him, certainly not. You see, this is the heart condition of those who are mistaken in their beliefs. They read of judgment and of the day of reckoning, and of punishment, and of hell. And they mistake God's loving nature as meaning that it would not be so drastic in meeting out punishment, or would not be as unforgiving as to condemn the wicked and unbelieving to the fire of hell. Let no one suffer from the mistake that any of God's word would fail. Let no one fail to be cautioned, let no one fail to be admonished. Let no one fail to be sobered by the reality of the coming day of reckoning, the coming day of judgment. Those people said to Jesus when, when, when he concluded that, par- par- that parable, when he told them uh, that the uh, that the owner of the vineyard would would punish uh, those wicked tenants and would put others in their place. They said, no, God forbid. They said, no, it cannot be. And that's the heart condition with which some people come uh, to engage with the gospel of Christ. They, they hear of hell. They hear of punishment. Of the, day of, re- of, the of record, they say, no, 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 that cannot be. That cannot possibly be. Do not be that simple-minded and do not make the mistake of supposing that any of God's word will fail. Be cautioned, be admonished, be sobered by the reality of the coming day of reckoning, the coming day of judgment. Next, next, let's let's talk about about the Caesar and God illustration. The Caesar and God illustration in Luke 20. There are two lessons I think we should learn here. The first one is this. Yes, from verse 23, that Jesus perceived their craftiness. Jesus perceived their craftiness. Some other versions put it this way, that Jesus saw through their duplicity. He perceived their craftiness. He saw through their duplicity, the craftiness and the duplicity of those who questioned him. And you know what? God sees through your heart as well. He sees through my heart. And oh, how shameful, how shameful for him to see duplicity, to see craftiness, to see hypocrisy in the prayers we offer, 
in the things we say, and in the services we offer in his church. First Chronicles 28.9 David said, As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For God, for the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intents of the thoughts. Serve him with a loyal heart, for the Lord searches all hearts. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole heart to show himself strong on behalf of those whose, whose heart is loyal to him. Jeremiah 29.13 You will seek me and find me when you seek me with, with all your heart. The heart condition matters to God. Your heart condition, your heart condition, your heart condition, God sees it. It matters to him and it will determine how God deals with you. Your heart condition, God sees it. It matters to him and it will determine how God deals with you. And so the Lord chose to answer that question the way he answered it because he saw through their duplicity. The second lesson I think we can learn from the Caesar and God illustration is this. That you must not give to anyone else nor keep to yourself what is God's. Don't give to anyone else, nor keep to yourself what is God's. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's, and to God what is God's, and to God what is God's. Now, this has often been used, this this old statement, give to Caesar what is Caesar, and to God what is God's, has often been used to justify the civil and the practical things that we have to do in the world we live in. But we do not often remember that implicit in that statement is a warning Implicit in that statement is a warning not to give to anyone what belongs to God. Give to God what is God's. Give to God what is God's. And what is that which belongs to God? Your heart. All of it. Luke 10, 27. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And Pray tell, what remains after you have given all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind to God? What remains? Nothing. Nothing. So, what then belongs to Caesar? Nothing actually. Nothing actually. We can only give to Caesar those things that God, as the owner of all, allows us to give to Caesar. And Caesar here would mean any earthly obligation or affection. We are only obliged to Caesar to the extent that the obligation does not detract from our obligations to God, to the extent that God's laws permit us to fulfill those obligations. Give to God what is God's, for everything belongs to God. Dedicate your all to God, recognizing that it comes before Caesar, and only offer to Caesar what God allows you to give him. Give to God what is God's. And next, let's talk about the Sadducees' question about the resurrection. You see, they thought they had a gotcha question. They used an earthly illustration to cast doubt on a spiritual claim. They said, look, a woman who had been married to seven brothers in accordance with the law of Moses, whose wife would she be at the resurrection? That was their gotcha question. That was the illustration. That was the concern they had in disputing a spiritual claim. And in the answer of Jesus, we are reminded that the finite cannot comprehend the infinite. The finite cannot comprehend the infinite. You cannot disprove a spiritual claim on the basis that it does not seem practically impossible. 
And the Roman people would do that. They look at it and say, look, this d- does not make practical sense. Therefore, this spiritual claim cannot be true. 1 Corinthians 2.14 But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The finite cannot comprehend the infinite. And I'm asking myself, was that the best defense the Sadducees could offer for their refusal to believe what the scripture taught them? The scripture taught them the resurrection. Was that the best defense they could offer for their refusal to believe the scriptures? They had read Moses. They had read Job. They had read the Psalms, all of which affirmed the resurrection, but they did not believe. They refused to believe it. And the reason? Well, the reason. Whose wife will a woman marry to several men be at the resurrection. That was the reason. And have you not heard many scoffers who pose such foolish questions too while disputing spiritual claims? Well, don't join them. Don't join them. And you see, the answer that Jesus gave should also make us wonder and anticipate the kind of change that we will experience at the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15, remember the apostle wrote saying, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. But we shall all be changed. Can I describe that change? Can I describe the change that will take place at the resurrection? No, I cannot. But from what Jesus said in Luke 20, the change in us would be so transformational that such concerns as contained in the question posed by those Sadducees will be so unnecessary. The change will be so transformational that those concerns will be unnecessary. The finite cannot comprehend the infinite. Don't let I can't understand it. Don't let I can't understand it stop you from believing it. The Bible does not say if you understand it, you will see the glory of God. No, it says if you believe. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. As sickness ravaged Job's body, he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. How can that make sense? How did that make sense? And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. After my skin has been destroyed, then in this my skin I shall see God. Don't wait until you fully understand to believe. No one will ever fully understand God's word and God's purposes in this world. But you know what? He is faithful who said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. That's the error that the Sadducees made. It did not make sense to them and therefore they would not believe it. Don't be like that. Don't wait until you fully understand to believe. No one will fully understand the word of God and his purposes in this world. Nobody will fully understand it while we are in this world. But if you believe, indeed, you will see the glory of God. And finally, let's talk about Jesus' denunciation of the scribes in verses 45 to 47. Another sobering moment in the account of Luke. And it's quite sobering, especially uh, if you read those verses to see the people that Jesus was warning he was warning who? He was warning, hey, those who desire to go around in long robes. That is, they wanted to be dressed in a manner that they would be seen as godly. Those who desire to go around in long robes, they wanted to be seen as godly. They wanted to dress in a godly manner. Jesus denounced them. Why? 
B, he denounced those who love greetings in the marketplace. That is, those who love the adulation and approval of men. Why did Jesus denounce them? C, he denounced those who love the best seats in the synagogues and the feast. That is, those who crave and enjoy the limelight. They just want to be in the limelight. They just want to be in the limelight. But, you know what they also do? They devour widows' houses. They devour widows' houses. That is, they con people out of their valuables. They con people out of their valuables. They use tricks and dishonest means to make people part with their money. And then, for a pretense, they make long prayers. That is, to masquerade their true intentions, they pretend to be religious. Jesus denounced them. And he said, they will receive greater condemnation. I'm asking you, do you see them around? Is that you? People who love the limelight, they want to be seen, they, they, they love the limelight, they dress in ways that people will suppose them godly, they love greetings in the marketplace, they love the, the best seats in the synagogues and the feast, but in their ministry, in their ministry, what they do is they trick people, they con people out of their valuables, they use dishonest means to make people part with their monies, and in order to mask all this, to masquerade their true intentions, they say long prayers. They pretend to be religious. Jesus said they will receive greater condemnation. Well, no one can make it clearer than that. And let all who have ears, let them hear. Oh yes, indeed. Let all who have ears, let them hear. Thank you for staying with us this evening. For day 20 of the Luke December 2023 challenge, I hope this has been a blessing. I pray that we shall not be only the readers, the hearers, and the expositors of his word, but the Lord will give us grace also to be the doers of his word in Jesus' name. Looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow for day 21. We're almost there. Merry Christmas to you in advance. And please do stay with us until the end of this challenge. It has been profitable indeed. And I, and I hope that is your takeaway as well. I hope it has been profitable to you as well. God bless you. God bless you very good. See you tomorrow for day 21 of the Luke December 2023 challenge.